You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And uh, a lot of, not really any new games to talk about this week, except maybe one Rob might talk about. But other than that, it's a bunch of bunch of news. But before we jump into that, we'll see what Andrew's been playing. I've been playing some games. I've been playing some games. I mean, Destiny 2, for one, because that, that late level grind never ends. At least... Not, not for me, because I, I go like 10 light level every week, and I still have to get 20 more light level to even get into the raid, which is crazy. But I'm still having fun, a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people I met uh, just playing some strikes and some activities. There's a lot of hidden stuff out there for the Dreaming City, and I'm really enjoying it. So uh, Destiny 2, getting in there with the Bad Mom Jammas, doing some did normal raid, did uh, some Mythic Pluses. A lot nice. of fun. So I'm only playing two games because those two games will suck the time right very out. Very time consuming, yeah. Yeah, very time consuming. How about you, Rob? What have you been playing? Well, I finished Spider-Man PS4. Nice. Nice. Fantastic game. I was very, very pleased with it. It's uh, you know, it's everything that I was hoping for. The, you know, the only criticism is I just wish there was like way more of it. So. Um, <laughs> But we are promised some expansions before the new year, so I'll be uh, looking out for that. But yeah, I'm really, uh, really excited about it and uh, had a great time. Uh, also did some analog gaming uh, this past weekend. Oh, yeah. I uh, had Definitely. some friends over and we uh, played some board games. And, um, you know, that's always a great time. And we ate some cheese. <laughs> yes. We did. A fancy cheese platter with wine. We'll have cheese reviews later. In the... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you 100% Spider Man? I. I... I was over there. I think it was like ninety five percent or something. Yeah, I'm I'm at ninety five percent still. I didn't I didn't play any time after that one. So the benefit to one hundred percenting it is another uh, form or another costume. Um, I'll, maybe when the DLC comes out, I'll go through and and do that. I got a feeling that stuff will pop up anyway when the DLC launches. So uh, there's a few um, a few areas where I got to go and do a bunch of repetitive uh, crime missions. Uh, maybe on a on a rainy day, I'll go through and do that. Cool. But yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. How about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, y'all pretty much summed it up. Wow, and Spider Man is all I've kind of dug into for a while now, at least in for a couple more days until we get Assassin's Creed, and then right after that, Red Dead, and then it'll be all those games. But hopefully, I'll have Spider Man done by then, and then of course, Wow will never be done, unfortunately. But <laughs> never. That's a good thing. Yeah. Other than that, that's been about it. So we can jump right in the news and get going. So probably the biggest thing to come out, at least within the last couple of hours, 24 hours or 72 hours, somewhere in there, is that Telltale Games, uh, makers of games like The Walking Dead, uh, the Batman games, Guardians of the Galaxy, so on and so on, uh, they're closing down. They're going bankrupt. They're finally bankrupt. Everybody's going home. They're shutting the doors. Um, it actually came out initially. They're going to keep some people on board to finish the Walking, the last Walking Dead season. But uh, mm-hmm. shortly after that, they went ahead and canceled it as well and said they're not even going to finish the season. So whatever episode just came out, which may have been the third or second episode, is the last episode. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a huge shame because you know I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Telltale Games, uh, primarily the uh, 
Telltale story games like the Wolf Among Us and you know the Batman series and all that. But no, they also made a lot of really good Lego games too. They're the uh, studio behind that. Um, so I didn't know I'm, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's them. They do the Lego games and they do the uh, the Walking Dead series. So uh, there's a that's a lot of games that aren't going to be coming out anymore. Yeah, um, and it's interesting that like a lot. Of, I I tell people that are just getting into games or like they're older and they're like, okay, what kind of games do you think I'll get into? And I always say Telltale games. Yeah. Right. And their name gets thrown about like as if it was a big uh, gaming company, and they are. I'm just wondering and, how and they I got. I totally lied about them doing the Lego games. Okay. It's another TT <laughs> it's another... games. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> I thought that but... sounded odd, but I was just going with it because I didn't know any other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. But people say Telltale Games, and I'm just wondering how they got into this spot. Anyone read into it a little bit more? Um, I kind of breezed over the the story, but kind of curious how they got in this they position. They kind of overshot their own success. They had they uh. They were kind of a small studio before the first Walking Dead season. And because mm-hmm. of the success of the first Walking Dead season, they added a ton of staff, took on gotcha. more than they right. can handle. And it Yeah, they started off pretty, uh, you know, pretty modestly. They did uh, some Wallace and Gromit stuff. Mm-hmm. They had a Back to the Future. They did, uh, you know, the Monkey Island uh, remakes. Yeah. You know, and that's going back stuff. a decade. Yeah, a bunch of smaller, you know, indie type of games. And then, yeah, The Walking Dead was kind of catapulted them up to the you know, tops there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, all future projects, they had, you know, they, they planned the sequels for the Wolf Among Us and some other things. And they even announced the Stranger Things game in partnership mm-hmm. with Netflix. But uh, Netflix has actually was... came out and said they're still, they're still wanting to produce the Stranger Things game, even without mm-hmm. Telltale. So I'm curious to see how that will go and what direction that will be in. Netflix buys, buys Telltale. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, well, there's it's... nothing to buy now except for a bunch of debt. So that's yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right, that's you're right, you're right. And that's that's what's kind of surprising because you would think a company would like Microsoft or somebody would pick up you know this smaller company, but all they really had were licensings, and mm-hmm. they didn't really have their own uh, you know IPs. So that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, and they said even the development platforms they use were not uh, doing particularly well. Like they're really buggy, hard to mm-hmm. maintain, and and truthfully, getting really long in the tooth. They were all the the engines seemed very old. Even if you played the newer games compared to the older ones, no, not really much has changed. But no, yeah, still great games. It was yeah. really the quality of the storytelling and the um, the story yeah. writing for sure, and and the decisions. Those terrible decisions you'd have terrible. to make. Terrible, <laughs> always terrible. Never. never you know, never the lesser of two evils, just two evils. Yeah. It's sad to see doors close, but hopefully these, hopefully, you know, the employees will get picked up at other studios and they'll come out with, you know, games that are just as great as the ones that came out before. It's a good positive outlook there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always look on the bright side. And on the not so bright side, uh, we have Red Dead Online that was announced, um, which I, don't, I think it was probably no surprise to anybody, but it was kind of never really hard confirmed. But they are doing a Red Dead Online similar to the Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, you'll get beta will start sometime after the game uh, Red Dead Two releases, and uh, we will probably see the microtransaction cycle continue. Sure. 
Well, I, I mean, <laughs> nothing has pointed to them like, hey, you should stop doing this. People nope. hate it because nope. all they do is just rake in money <laughs> they know. in their money trucks every month. Yeah, when did yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five come out and how much money are they still making off of that? 2012, still. and yeah, people yeah. drop cash like it's, you know. Yeah. So, um, so it's I think it's the beta, right? So they're saying a beta or actual the actual release. Like, it's I coming like it's a, a beta. It won't it won't be uh, online at launch. They'll have a beta I pretty think, yeah. soon after the game comes out, right. and then the, the actual thing will come out. I'm sure the beta will be one of those things where it's it's quote unquote beta, but it carries over into the actual release, or you want to call it. No details of what that's going to look like, bases or like heists or Not, anything like I've that. I'm sure it's going to have all that. Of course. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it would have to, right? Yeah. I'm sure there'll Customize be some horse. fun in it. Yeah. As long as they don't, <laughs> which it's, I mean, hopefully it's not cycled, you know, centered around microtransactions, but I won't get my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> it is Rockstar, and that's what they're known for now. So, yeah. other mm. than that, some other Red Dead news is that uh, the game will feature over 200 different animal species. Okay. Yeah. That's quite a bit. It's a lot I of mean, animals. What- Attention to detail. That's what Rockstar's about, right? I assume. Yeah. Yeah, Was sure. not expecting that to be like a liner. Like usually you get, <laughs> if you've played um, Horizon Zero Dawn, there's right. probably like, I'm going to say 15 different types of animals. Right. That's and not it a lot. feels extremely populated mm-hmm. and very diverse. So 200, I mean, not quite sure what that's going to be. Maybe yeah. there's going to be like a, like a, like rare animals to go find Maybe. and that might skin. actually count towards them but sure. it, you know you would have to include some pretty different biomes i would assume to incorporate that many different type of species yes i like using the term biomes as well yeah yeah we're it's getting fancy here <laughs> yeah scientific scientific but yeah that's exciting and mm-hmm. uh it's probably some other uh surprising or even exciting news for some people if you're fans of this but sony announced the playstation classic um, akin to the SNES Classic or the NES Classic, and it's going to have 20 games. I think they may have named like five or seven already. And uh, Yeah, they named some of the big ones. I mean, I think the game everyone would want to see on there uh, would Final be Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, so obviously that's uh, you know top of the list there. Um, I don't know that all the other ones look all that enticing, though. Like, none of them really jumped out, like Ridge Racer mm-hmm. or even Tekken. I mean... Tekken 3, great game, but Tekken 7 is out there now to play, and it looks way better. (laughs) You know, the controls are much nicer. So I I don't know that nostalgia is necessarily going to translate back. Um, We'll have to see, because those early PlayStation games are pretty rough looking. Yeah, does does the nostalgia for... Uh, like say Nintendo, is that is that even comparable to the like nostalgia somebody might have for the PlayStation? I had some really good stuff, like really good memories for with PlayStation, the first PlayStation, Breath mm-hmm. of Fire, or like any like RPGs were fantastic on those. Yes. Yeah, and there were some very classic RPGs there. Um, Ogre but I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm sure. If, I'm not sure if they're going to get the licensing for them, but I would like to see like for instance those super rare titles mm-hmm. that were that you can't get now that you had to pay like i don't know 200 300 bucks for like valkyria pro is it valkyria sukaden sukaden is another one right or xenogears probably uh what one. was it valkyria uh valkyria yeah valkyria, valkyria profile or valkyrie something profile. like that yeah, yeah yeah or legends of dragoon that's another mm-hmm. big one too sure um, chrono cross chrono cross very good one xenogears 
Yep. Yeah. We might see some of those. Do you think we yeah. might see uh, maybe Sparrow or Crash Bandicoot with the, you know, after having the remasters come out on the horizon? You think That's we'll a good point. I don't think so. It is a Sony property, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Naughty Dog and all It'd be that. Very so. easy to put on there. Yeah. I got a feeling you'll see Crash Bandicoot. Less likely you'll see something that's like a Square Enix property. Yeah. Like a Chrono Cross or even Xenogears or something like that. It just doesn't really belong. Yeah. Yeah, but I I feel like that was the... They probably have a perpetual license kind of thing with that. They are working on the... They help fund it. Yeah, and they also said they're going to be bringing out um, the Final Fantasy series to other platforms too, uh, to Switch and to Xbox. Yeah, they had the the last one, 15. The last one was on PC and Xbox. So mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, Final Fantasy like seven, like remasters. Like, oh, the seven, the nine, like the not remaster the ten and twelve the seven, or like X, remake, yep. I guess. So they're rebuilding it from the ground up. Not like the original. They're just gonna oh. it's gonna be available on Xbox and on Switch. Nice. So they're they're bringing out a bunch of them. It's gonna be like seven, nine, ten, or X. X part two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of the other ones, uh, eight was not on there. And I was a little disappointed with that one. Cause eight was a, you know, pretty, pretty important one for me. I played through, played through mm-hmm. that one pretty extensively. I'm still yeah. for, for these people that love these retro, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to pre-order it anyway, and they're going to buy it no matter what. Like if it's, it's just kind of, now you're just kind of having a library of all these retro, um, yeah. classic systems. Yeah. Well, so. it might be good. I mean, it's a limited scope for people, but I mm-hmm. mean, it's an HDMI system. This would be good for like speedrunners yep. or Twitch streamers that be able to bring it right into a capture card. And it's officially licensed PlayStation hardware. So I would think uh, anything they do on that platform would be uh, like legal in terms of uh, mm-hmm. or sanctioned uh, from a result standpoint. I'd, I'd have to be corrected on that. I could be wrong, but um, I, I could see an argument for it. It just sounds like it's gonna make getting emulators and ROMs even harder <laughs> going in, into the future. Well, that's a legal gray area, or just yeah. flat out illegal. Yeah. So, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, price point, it's gonna be ninety nine dollars. Comes out this mm-hmm. December. So if you need a good, good holiday Christmas gift, there you go. Uh, cool. uh, something co- sort of related to that. Uh, we actually Nintendo filed the trademark for a the n64 uh classic so that may we may be actually seeing a the n64 face off against the playstation again for round two like in december <laughs> you think you think in december or i don't I, think so i don't know i don't know all right we might. I mean uh if they just filed the paperwork for it I, yeah, i'm a little yeah. hesitant to think it'll be out for christmas although it would dominate i mean it yeah. would <laughs> it yeah. would dominate I think it would I think it uh, would do really well. I I, I think mm-hmm. I would actually probably go for the '64 classic just for the for my nostalgia purposes. I sure. would. Yeah, I'm excited for to see uh, that announcement to see those games. And we actually think there's an older episode that we've done where we've uh, predicted some of those. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to go back and see what games we got right, which ones we didn't. Yeah, we tell the future here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, something kind of unrelated. A little quick wild dump on you real fast and then move away from some wild stuff. But they did, yeah, they did talk about uh, the next patch, 8.1, and a Q&A. It's called Tides of Vengeance, and uh, here's some quick notes about it. Uh, they're bringing heritage armor for all races, not just allied races. They said their dwarfs and blood elves would be coming first. 
and I have to, the little concept art they have for the dwarfs look really nice. That's cool. But it is nice to see that they're supporting the older races and not just kind of throw them to the wayside. So that's nice. We have a new Warfront, Battle for Darkshore. So, you know, just because they burned down the World Tree doesn't mean things are over in Darkshore. Uh, it's going to have an overall zone update similar to uh, Arathi Highlands. Uh, it's going to be mainly Night Elf versus Forsaken. We're going to have two new island expeditions. Two new raids. Uh, first raid being called hey. Siege of Zandalar. And Zandalar being the Horde capital. So, once again, the, we'll be raiding in the Horde capital. <laughs> um, but this time, there's actually going to be uh, some unique bosses for the Horde and Alliance. So... Uh, you know, when the Alliance goes in, they'll invade on a, at the ports. They'll fight uh, three bosses that only the Alliance... Well, not only. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But they'll fight three bosses unique to the Alliance side of the story. And a Horde will be out in the forest coming in to defend the city. They'll fight their three uh, Horde-specific bosses. And then once you've cleared out uh, your side of the story, you can actually go talk to somebody and actually fight the other faction's bosses for a total of nine bosses for the entire... Uh, the entire raid so yeah they do have some unique stuff for each faction but you know it doesn't matter what faction you're on you get to experience all of it so um, zuldazar zuldazar yep zuldazar the uh the big pyramid that the horde uses their capital city that is uh that's the raid point cool yep uh the second raid is called crucible of the storms it happens uh underneath the um gosh just drew a blank on the name of the current dungeon that's there Old Deer? Um, no, no. The no? Shrine of the Storms. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a short two-boss raid similar to uh, the Trial Back of Valor. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the, uh, the ones from Wrath and stuff. But it's two short bosses. You kill those, move on. That'll come out later after Siege. Kind of be like a little filler between the next one. But yeah, two two raids being announced for one patch is really exciting. I like that. That brings me back to like gruel. Is a gruel day? Remember that mm-hmm. gruel? Yeah, the gruel was yeah. a yeah. Gruel was one of those I like, like three boss places. Yeah, I like that one. They have uh, they're bringing some rep. The biggest complaint so far for this expansion for some people have been the rep grind. And uh, so Blizzard's kind of tweaking it a little bit, make it a little bit better. Uh, so Champions of Azeroth is the big main point where you have to you have to do so much of the story to unlock it, and then you start getting rep. Well, they went ahead and said that if you unlock it on one character, it's unlocked throughout the account, so you don't have to grind up oh. to that on each. Yeah, that's nice. That's, that's why nice. I have to wait. That's why I'm waiting for all this stuff. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a big complaint for some people because they're like, I already did this before. Why do I have to keep doing it over and over again for each alt? So they, you know, they put that out there. Even if you unlock it on one character, you got it throughout the others. Uh, rep-based achievements, so the ones where you have to get X amount of reputations exalted, that's account wide now. So if you have Exalted rep on this character, and then later made this character your main, and you have different reps that all come together now for the towards your total instead of being separate. And uh, there's actually if there if there's gear that's gated behind reps, so if you have to have exalted to wear these boots with this faction, you couldn't transmog that if you didn't have that rep already on a different character. They're getting rid of that. They're getting rid of getting rid of that, so you can transmog to whatever piece of gear you want, no matter if it's behind rep or not. So those are kind of little improvements to rep. I think that kind of might stale the tide for now, but you know, we'll see. We'll see, see how people react there. to it. He said tide, and that's the whole theme. <laughs> trying to bring it in. Yes. 
Uh, they said there's new class updates. Not sure what that entails. They said something about uh, reworking some Holy, Holy Paladin animations and stuff. So maybe we might see some modernization to some of these classes that have kind of gotten old. They haven't seen mm-hmm. some updates. Uh, they're still talking about the battle, the pet battle dungeon, the Pokemon-esque minigame within WoW. Uh, they're supposed to bring a dungeon. Uh, no Bergon, that's supposed to come out with this patch. We'll see. They always, yeah. I mean, they talked about that for a while now. Are they doing the dance video? It might come in 8.2. We'll see. You think? <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> it was supposed to be part of the Burning Legion. No, it's uh, supposed to be part of uh, Wrath initially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That never came. Never came. They even teased it a little bit when Draenor came out. Didn't see mm. it there either. But uh, more profession recipes. And as an engineer, I can say I literally have nothing to craft ever. So don't I don't expect any new recipes for my profession. But good good for everybody else. Um, a little salt. They, just a little salt. <laughs> just a little bit of salt. Just a little bit of salt. Um, and no new allied races as of yet. Uh, they're not going to be in part of 8.1, but they did say Zendalar Trolls and Colterrans are coming soon, and that the new raid will actually kind of be the stepping stone, or kind of the last stepping stone, I don't know how you want to say it, of getting that uh, faction into your alliance or horde. So, yeah, that's all the WoW news I have for now. Until BlizzCon, anyway. <laughs> Which you will you will tell us all about, oh, I'm course. sure. I might do some live stuff. Be down there on the floor. Mike. Nice. That'd be too much. But uh, (laughs) tell me about Smash. What's up with Smash? So not too much in the news of for the game, but just that uh, now they've got some bundles that have uh, gone live uh, on Amazon. Kind of more of a PSA uh, as far as that goes. Uh, Have you seen the the bundles yet? Is it like uh, with the uh, Switch or not the Switch, the GameCube controller? Or is it the one with the actual console itself? So they have a um, they have the uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. and if you take a look at it, it's got a uh, kind of a unique look to it. So it's kind of it's themed with the uh, you know with the traditional um, Smash Brothers graphics. Um, it appears to be like a dark gray. Um, I don't know if that's just like they haven't like colored it in yet, but if you so- look at it, it looks really. So this is a console uh, really itself. Yeah, this is a this okay. is a console bundle. So if you actually look at the, well, let me see if we can't. Um, basically, all the fighters are on the front uh, cover nice. of the switch. Yeah, yeah. on the the dock or something, or is it on the back? It's all it's on the front. Picture. Look at the picture. Yeah. So if you take a look, uh, it's oh, got some I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the dock, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're a Smash Brothers uh, fan, you know that's what it'll look like for you. I wonder if that's like uh, a, a sticker. If that's actually like made into the dock itself i hope it'd be a little bit nicer than just a sticker uh yeah. they also have the uh, gamecube controller as well uh for the switch so you can you can get your uh you know retro gaming on with uh you know, with the old style controller it looks really nice and it's got the of course smash brothers logo on it mm-hmm. those joy cons look cool mm-hmm. Good yeah stuff. i feel like they still need to color it in it kind of looks uncolored yeah you're right yeah <laughs> Something's not quite right there. Something's not right, but we'll see. So I mean, may, even if not, they did, it may go not come out gray. It, even if they did go with that, it'd be pretty unique. It would look pretty classic, kind of yeah. timeless. So I think mm-hmm. that'd be cool too. Yep. What about uh, this experience with the online service there, Andrew? Yeah. So I, 
I purchased it just before, maybe an hour before this podcast. Mm. Um, and I, I, I was, I wasn't really up to date on how the cloud saves work. So I'm just like, you know, it's 34 bucks a year. It's not bad. Shot. It's not bad price. And it's not bad. And I have me, my wife, and my my oldest daughter. She's gonna play some games too, starting soon. So I created an account for her. It's easy enough. Go on, go on the the family account. Add them to the family account. Easy, right? Mm-hmm. When I bought the when I bought it, everything activated on my Switch. Simple enough. And I wanted to dive into cloud saves because that was a that was the first thing I wanted to check out. Because the main thing is, I want to basically log into two. I have two switches. I want to log into my my switch, play my games there, my specific games, and then on my wife's switch, I also want to still play my game saves. So it's it's easy enough. You go into settings, and there's a cloud save um, backup now, and there's a list of all your games, and it says automatically saved. I downloaded Stardew Valley, and it's just right now it's it's backed up. It's all queued, saying waiting waiting for um backup i'm assuming that that's just the servers because everyone's signing up for this um but once it's once it's downloaded i can play on both my systems and that is well worth the 35 dollars in my opinion so if i can play a game my switch and you know i bought it for my switch and she can play it too so I love it. Battery goes dead on one. I'll swap to the exactly. other. That's two. <laughs> um, and then I also tried the Nintendo, the classic NES. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically one application. It's an emulator. You just log into it, um, and it shows you all of your, all those classic games. Mm-hmm. I just played Excite Bite for maybe like ten minutes. I loved it. The run good. Great. It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I liked it a lot. There's a ton of great games on here. They've got you know the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, Legend of Zelda. They got Yoshi's Island, um, River City Ransom, uh, Pro Wrestling, uh, Ice Climbers, which is always a fun time. Uh, Gradius, which is a game you don't really hear a lot about nowadays, but that was the kind of the original, uh, you know, bullet hell shoot 'em up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of one of the old family favorites was Doctor Mario. Uh, oh, I used yeah. to play that quite a bit. So, and I mean, Donkey Kong, Double Dragon, it just goes on and on. There's a yeah. ton of great games. They're all there. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go through them, and I'm gonna play most of them. I'm gonna see, <laughs> I'm gonna get the full experience. And for 35 bucks a year, like I said, it's the best. Really I hope they go through and uh, add other, like they hope they go through and add some SNES games and 64 games, and maybe even GameCube. Yeah, they games. need to. It'd be nice. I would pay for a premium version of online service if it had N64 and GameCube emulation on the Switch. Mm. I think they're going to expand. This is the start, right? This is the right. start of this everything. Start, yep. So they're going to build up on it. And I, I believe, you know, further down the line, they're going to give us, you know, uh, discounts. Like PlayStation Plus gives us, oh, yeah, and discounts on these games. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're going to do the same same thing with the service. And, of course, like you said, um, and like they said, they're going to add these games. They're going to add more games to this library. So They are adding more uh, NES games. That's, that's what they've confirmed that. Like I, I, I do hope they add uh, other systems as well. Yeah. Really nice. Cool. All right. So mm-hmm. the next game news, I mean, for your Anthem fans, I mean, it's it's five months out, yes, still, but they're coming out with news, uh, you know, to feed feed the people that are really hungry for, for more Anthem news. It's pretty, I mean, that's not a long time away. With, it isn't. I, I guess, what, what do they call this? They're, they're calling this probably like the, the A stage in development where they're trying to basically polish everything. Okay. So, um, and then more news is going to come out. And for, for the biggest news that came out recently is that 
um, one of the leading producers um, says the ways to play Anthem and then has a chart on, you know, what date is going to have the demo, what date is going to have early access and who will be able to play based on this graph. So um, first, the first column is demo access on February 1st, 2019. That's when the demo is happening. Everyone's going to get it. You know, that's from standard pre-orders to origin access premiere people. Now, early access, the full game on February 15th. This is the 15th. is a week early, a week earlier than the actual release. Origin access premiere PC people will get to play the game a week earlier. Hmm. And then uh, the next column is play first trial 10 hours on February 15th. That's for EA access. Xbox One and Origin Access Basic on PC. I don't know what those are. I don't know what Basic is. Is that is that like a second tier? Oh yeah, there's uh there's the Origin Access uh, Basic, which is like the, what we talked about five dollars a month, twenty five for five dollars like a month. Gotcha. And that's just gotcha. like you play a couple of days early, and yeah. you don't you don't get to keep the game. That's just the trial version of the game. But with the Origins Premier version, you have the game unlocked. Have the game. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and then the full game on release for everyone everyone else on February twenty second. So it's a good, it's a good reference. It's a good reference. And for me, this I think, and with hearing from Brandon, I think I'm just I might go for the Origin Access premiere. You know, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna play more than one EA game mm-hmm. on PC, it makes sense to do premiere in my opinion. I'll be playing Battlefield as well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. the news. I think. Good stuff. We have reviews this week. <laughs> well, we have Metacritic reviews. <laughs> yeah. 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 We have Metacritic reviews. So we don't, we don't have a Rob's review for Tomb Raider yet? No, not yet. Um I'm I'm definitely not far enough into it to really uh be able to talk about it. Um I decided to play some of the other games that I have been uh kind of neglecting. So um I was playing <laughs> one on, on pretty much a half day of just Fallout 4. I'm like, nice. at the end That's of it, good. it was fun, yeah. but uh, yeah, no one needs to hear my review of Fallout 4. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, that kept me away from Tomb Raider. It was just what I was in the mood for at the time. So, you know, you get like that. Yeah, <clears throat> of course. So there's really not a whole lot of new releases um, at all um, on any of the systems, but I'm going to touch base on just a couple of them, and uh, we'll go from there. So Valkyria Chronicles, which we talked about last podcast, um, is still coming out <laughs> tomorrow. And that's uh, currently sitting on the 82 overall, uh, which is uh, which is a good game. Um, that's a good score. That's what uh, you would kind of hope for from that style of game. Uh, Broken Sword 5, uh, those are, I guess, kind of point-and-click adventure games. Um, I'm not very familiar with them. Do you guys, nope. either you guys play them? Nope. So... But they're they're up to five now, so they've yeah. There's that. Obviously, Something they keep right. making them. Uh, Velocity Two X. Uh, it's kind of a puzzle platforming speed game. Sounds like a mobile um, game. Yeah, it kind of seems like it. <laughs> I'm uh, couldn't tell you much about it, although it's got 84 overall, so that's a uh, very solid reviews. So, yeah. um, probably one of those games that's uh, fun for the, you know, for what it is or the style of game that it that you're looking at. So. Mm. Um, and of course, this is available on Switch as well. Um, another game called The Gardens Between. Any 
want to take a stab at what that might be? <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. I'm I, like, I like to just put these up there and just like just read the names and everyone kind of just reads into just what could it be? What could it be? Yeah, I just put them up. I don't really talk too much about what the... <laughs> I try People might be interested. The game That's why be. we're kind of putting this out there. Yeah. All right. I see two boys sitting together. They're on a beach. They've come across like a computer. One of them is wearing an Alabama shirt. So nice. it's obviously some kind of sports simulator uh, puzzle adventure <laughs> game. So uh, right now it's sitting at 78. So, uh, you know, look into it some more and see what you think. Uh, might be the perfect game for you. <laughs> Please save us. <laughs> what's, it, what's, it, what's on PS4? Valkyria Chronicles 4. God, he has it yeah, on there so too. as we just talked about, it's a little bit yeah. more highly rated on uh, PlayStation 4, a little better received. Uh, Metal Max Xeno, post-apocalyptic, collect and customize tanks to battle mutated creatures and robotic enemies. Fantastic. Yeah, sounds completely generic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's currently sitting on a 69 right now, so nice. kind of mixed middling reviews. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing really makes me want to look and see any more about that game. Nope. Uh, another nice. one coming out tomorrow, uh, Punchline. Uh, it's the newest visual novel adventure from the creators of Zero Escape in the Science oh. Adventure series. Next. <laughs> Couldn't tell you anything about that. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Here we go. FIFA. FIFA is coming out tomorrow. FIFA, FIFA. 19. Uh, delivers a champion caliber experience on and off the pitch. That's the field for you non-soccer folks. The Introducing goal. the pre- <laughs> prestigious <laughs> UEFA Champions League. The good old pay $60 a year for an expansion. For new rosters. Uh, $60 a year would probably get you out pretty cheap. A lot of these folks like yeah. to do the ultimate team. And right. there have been reports of people spending thousands of dollars per year uh, on these on these ultimate teams. And so. everybody's kind of got their eye on it over there in, uh, in Belgium. And mm-hmm. see, how, uh, see how this court case goes. We talked about that last week as well. Sure. So... This was a bit confusing because the Walking Dead Telltale series, uh, the final season, uh, was released uh, or yep. is being released tomorrow officially. The last um, episode, yeah. Well, it's not the last episode, but the last episode that it's will be. the made. last season, but they're not going to finish it. They so so whatever guess, happens in this episode is it. Yeah, so it got a, it got bashed at a 64, so pretty middling reviews. I I'm like going to assume there's a bit of backlash. Yeah, it just says RIP. Uh, rip. <laughs> No. Yeah. Uh that's probably due to the fact that you'll never get to see the end of it to know, yeah. you know, what actually happened. So uh that's that's disappointing. That's unfortunate. Uh, you... mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, it's uh you know, twist the knife a little bit more just to see that it's coming out and never gonna be finished. Um another platform that the gardens between were released. So, All right, nothing else. You know. There's nothing else. I can't read it. I can't read anymore. <laughs> Uh, Star Control no. Origins is <laughs> they released. Uh, I, I, Co was playing that today. Co was oh, hey, uh, yeah, okay. sure. Right, Co right, loves right. this one. So, yeah, explore the galaxy, investigate new worlds, contact new civilizations, and battle hostile aliens in Star Control Origins. You is are it, the expand. Isn't Star Control a series? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Star Control has been around for years. And, um, they they've had different variations of it. I think this is a uh, kind of a remake of the original, mm. or perhaps just going back to those original uh, the original storyline. 
So yeah, Star Control is a kind of a 4X game set in space. So you know, okay. expand, explore, all that sort of thing. Okay. So, um, I've never played them, but um, apparently it's doing okay with a 75 overall. Uh, that's one less than the 76 that a Bard's Tale uh, Four has gotten. Um, Co has been playing the heck out of this. Co played the heck out of that one too. Yeah. I kickstarted this game and I have installed it. So that's as much as I can tell you about the experience of uh, the Bards Four, or Bards Tale Four. <laughs> it looks pretty interesting. It's always a, um, it's got that classic uh, party-based uh, combat where you you move around and uh, they're kind of following you, and you got different uh, different people that you play as. Um, there's also a lot of puzzle elements to it, and of it course, some very odd games. from what I've seen. It's not your usual dungeon crawler or anything like that especially because there's a bit of like overland exploration um that's out there for it too so it's an interesting game um and then transference uh which we talked about last time uh came out and got an 84 nice yeah thanks rob so that's your metacritic weather report (laughs) uh back to you Uh all right (laughs) So that's all the gaming stuff we got. So we're going to turn it over to some movies and TV and talk about some things. But that Godzilla and King Kong movie that we've talked about before is actually starting filming next month for its 2020 release. I kind of need to get on the, the ball and actually watch the Godzilla and King Kong movie that's already came out. So is King Kong going to just like punch Godzilla's shins? Because they're not the same height, right? I don't know. I need to watch the movies and figure out what's going on. <laughs> I want to say like Godzilla's gonna be like way taller than than King Kong is. For what I understand, from what we talked about, that's actually the case with these new movies. But I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see. Wait, isn't so. the, the new Godzilla movies coming out soon? Before that, too. Yeah, kid, Mo- the King of Monsters or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was actually coming great. out uh, this month or next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, cool. <clears throat> and then the previous one was what King King Kong Skull Island or something, but not related or anything. Not no, not lore wise or anything. Like other other than the, yeah. other than the actual, I character. think it's actually it's, supposed it's to part be of the monster universe. The series they're making, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so it's the King Kong movie, the Godzilla movie, then King Kong, or Godzilla versus King Kong. Cool. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the specifics when when it comes out. I'm sure they'll fill in the backstory because. The Brian Cranston and this new one are supposed to be in the similar unit, are are actually not the same. I don't think. No, not that Godzilla. Because yeah. they both get discovered, so you know, there's two of them that are within just a few years of each other and that are not related. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's very odd what they're doing with the Godzilla. Yeah, it's what Godzilla's Friend. been doing. It's yeah, a reboot every true. time. Reboot every time. That is true. Mm-hmm. But uh, something that's not a reboot and it's surprisingly new is that they actually uh, Netflix confirmed they are working on the Diablo series, and uh, mm. so that is that is happening, and I think we'll probably see something about it at BlizzCon. Which, uh, I hope so. That'd be really exciting. cool. Diablo's got a a better than expected storyline. It really does. I, I think it would be you know a great series. Uh, I don't know what type of show it's supposed to be like but uh something like that new castlevania would be nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm curious i want to i wonder if it's live action or if it's uh, um animated okay so brandon diablo mm-hmm. netflix series yep and diablo 4 that's the announcement right BlizzCon. my fingers are crossed right? Um, right i'm holding out for diablo 4 but we'll see I know. 
We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll be the first to let you know if it happens. Oof. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, King, the Kingsman 3 is set to release in November of next year. That's a thing that's happening for sure. And there's your release date for it. Um, sit back to the Netflix stuff. Daredevil Season 3 got its release date, and that is mm-hmm. October 19th, sooner rather than later. So that's right around the corner. I hope everybody's excited for that. Yeah. The uh, first two seasons were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Netflix news is uh, there are, Netflix is working on a live adaptation of The Last Airbender. And we all have horrible flashbacks to the last time we had a live action uh, Last Airbender. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, are they sure they want to do this again? But this time, the curators of the uh, the show will actually be showrunners and uh, executive producers. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know if it... It is odd to see that they're doing a... You're making a show about a show. It's kind of odd to see that. Hopefully, maybe they kind of take some differences on the story a little bit. Maybe do some things hmm. you couldn't do animated, but we'll see. I'm excited, and I'll watch at least a couple episodes to see how it does when it comes out. Yeah, I love the Last Airbender myself, it's got and a good Legend, story, and Legend of Korra. So yeah. I, I'll give it a shot as well. Yep. Uh, some other big news. I thought this is pretty big news anyway. Uh, Disney, the Disney streaming service, will actually feature TV series uh, focused on Marvel heroes that don't have their own movies, like Loki and the Scarlet Witch, um, and those will actually be portrayed by the actors that play them in the movies. That could be fun. Yeah. Like if if Loki really went hardcore into the um you know, behind the scenes Asgard stuff, mm-hmm. that's actually a pretty rich universe. Um I would love to see it. But Loki's dead. As of right now, that is that is true. Loki is dead. Spoiler alert for those who haven't so for some reason haven't seen it's the movie been yet. <laughs> four months. It's free game. Uh, it's free yeah, game. Yeah, we can talk about it now. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm cool. I'm curious to see all who see all which characters get a show. So, be exciting. Always good stuff. Always good to have more Marvel stuff. And it sounds like this the Disney streaming service is getting you know even stronger and stronger. Have a good lineup when it comes out. Yeah, we'll see because they haven't started filming it. You know, there's right, right. There, there's a lot of ifs that have to go in there. Like I'm still waiting for that Lord of the Rings series from. From uh, Amazon. Amazon, that's been talked yep. about for a year now. So I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot we'll of stuff. Everything been been talking about now is, yeah, exactly. They've been talking a lot of talking. I want to see a lot some of talk. Series. Let me see some action. Um, speaking of more talk, less action is that uh, if and when they do make the Marvel Studios version of X Men, uh, Kevin Furge will oversee it, according to Disney CEOs. Who is Kevin yeah, Furge? He's the so overseer of the current MCU. <laughs> pretty sure it's Kevin Great. Feige. 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 Like we could be saying that wrong. Uh, yeah, he's the guy that's in charge of the MCU. So all the good stuff that's been going on with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's been there since day one. Nice. All the the crap <laughs> that's been somewhat surrounding it, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or yep. all that terrible Inhumans, that was done by another guy, another executive with Marvel, and he's... Uh, He's been involved in some of those things, but not uh, but not Kevin, not Kevin Feige. So this mm-hmm. is encouraging that he would be taking it over. Yep, gotcha. So that's good. It's good news. Um, unrelated, 
and actually on the other spectrum of superhero stuff is that we actually had some uh some photos and actually a short video of what Joaquin Phoenix will look like as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, he looks uh, great. He looks yeah, menacing. He looks dangerous. You guys like it? Yeah, I think it looks great. I, I like it way more it. than the Jared Leto stuff. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's very a uh, little bit of Heath Ledger, a little bit of the uh, was that Romano, Romano, um, the the original Joker. Oh, Romero. Yeah, Romero with the paint and all. Yeah, Cesar Romero. Yeah, yeah so, a little yeah. bit. It looks interesting. No, he's such a good actor anyway. Um, he's yeah. been fantastic in a lot of things. So, um, yeah, I'm really curious to see his take on it. I, I'm just, you know, the, the uh, I, don't, I don't know the best way to describe <laughs> Jarelitos, but kind of the punk rock, uh, you know. Yeah, he's odd. Yeah. I'm, I would hope to think that Jared Leto's is maybe the uh, Jason Todd version of the Joker. You know, they never really talked about it. I don't know if that's possible or not, but I just hope that's all done. I mean, yeah, they're talking about, uh, you know, Harry Cavill not being around anymore with the, uh, you yeah, know, I should talk about that. So let's go ahead and get into that. Oh, there you they... go. Yeah, I brought it up, <laughs> but I think there's uh, yeah. some pretty major rebooting going on. Yeah, uh, Warner Brothers actually came out DCU. and said no, no more Superman movies, mm-hmm. no more plans for any more Superman movies, which, you know, in layman terms, someone would think no more. Henry Cavill as Superman, but do you think he might show up in other movies, you know, in a cameo role or in a lesser role as Superman, or do you think his role is done? He's, to be honest with you, the way they've been portraying him, he's a little boring. You know, I mean, they... He's a kind of overpowered Superman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, you know, overpowered. Um, you know, just I don't think there's enough time to really explore like what makes him like such a good character. And because they have to just do everything in action, it, they might as well just make him part of an ensemble team. It, it just seems to make more sense that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But, you know, of course, they're still they're still moving ahead with the, the Wonder Woman stuff. So it's mm-hmm. odd. It's you know, it's going to be kind of odd to have them cut some off and then keep others. I don't know how it'll work, but we'll see. Isn't that really DC's fault, though? It's not really. It really is. <laughs> it's not, it like, really the character is. can be recreated probably 10 years from now in a better way. But as long as DC, the current producers and you know directors of DC are there, they probably can't do anything with it right now. Right? Yeah. They, uh, they really screwed the pooch on that one when they were like, let's go ahead and make Justice League. It's like, oh, no. Rush, rush it, yeah. Well, yeah, that, it's a bit of laziness and maybe a little bit of presumptuousness on their side. I mean, Marvel spent a you know, ten years, five years, five years year, building up before the Avengers, yeah, Avengers, right? So you know, the two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then they you know they kind of trickled out some movies, and all of a sudden Avengers comes out and it's this big release, and everyone's looking forward to it because they had watched and maybe not loved the other series or the other movies that came out, but no one said at least they, they understood. <laughs> right. Well, I, actually, I, I kind of like Thor. Um, from uh, Life, really? They, like, crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in the pet store and he says, I need a horse. And they say, we don't have a horse. All we have is like dogs and birds. And he goes, give me one big enough to ride. <laughs> I still think that's a great line. He's, he's, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he can deliver funny lines. Yeah. Uh, and it, it suits Thor. Well, um, but the the point is, is they they spent, 
you know, like sweat equity, like building these things and getting people invested in the series. And then they said, okay, now Avengers is coming out and it's this big release. Whereas Justice League, it was like, or the whole DC universe was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and do this this year, then this this year, and then this the next year. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you didn't earn anything. I don't even care about Cyborg, right? Right. I don't even know right. who he is really within the context of this universe, what makes him so important. So what they do is they bring out, they have a, a pretty weak Man of Steel movie, a really bad Marvel uh, Batman versus Superman um, in terms of just storyline, um, mm-hmm. in terms of universe building, it was what it pre- could be. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, whether or not you enjoyed it or whatever, that's up to you, but uh, it was kind of weak from a world building standpoint. Definitely. Wonder Woman comes out, surprises everybody. Yeah. And then she's like, not nearly as good as she was, uh, in her own movie as she was in justice league. Right. So in justice league, they like really toned her down. So yeah, DC has got to go back to the drawing board and a lot of stuff. Cause not everything they have is working. They won an Oscar, though. Did they? Yeah, for costume design for Suicide Uh, Squad. Sure. All right. All right. Oh, man. Suicide. (laughs) Another terrible uh, story or world building movie. So it's a game of catch up and they they failed. So, really, like like Rob said, is they just need to stop, right? Rethink. That's the thing, though. Let Marvel do their thing. Can you stop at this point? Like, is it it financial or possible to, to stop and then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. To they keep should, putting out bad should. movies, they I, should I think, or poorly received movies. At some point, people stop going if they, they yeah, keep yeah, coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Justice League made money, but it wasn't the huge hit. It that was they were not Avengers, for. right? Definitely, it's not a billion dollar franchise. It's not even Dark Knight or you know, Batman Begins. So, nope. Like make yeah. make Wonder Woman. Keep going with that. That's fine. That's because that's already good on a good streak, but. Well, they kind of caught lightning there because that's that was a fun movie and it worked out really well, but that was not their typical uh, type of series. And a lot of it was kind of a happy accident. You know, Chris Pine ended up being very entertaining in the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a good back and forth and everything. You're not always going to get that. Um, and also, it was kind of a, it was a period piece, so it was very different. A lot of people hadn't seen superheroes in World War II. That's a good we'll point. See. Yeah. We'll see how it goes with this next, uh, this uh, 84, is that what it's called? One Woman 84? Yeah, we'll see, see how that one does. Sure. Yeah. See if it holds up, or if it was just a by chance thing. But I'm a sucker for superhero movies in general, and I will usually always see what comes out. So we shall see. We do have Shazam after Wonder Woman. So yeah, uh, Shazam. You know, I'm I'm a little more interested in now that I've seen the the, trailer. the spirit of the movie. We... I think it would have been really bad if it, they tried to go dark and then had that yeah. that costume. I forgot to add some notes about the Captain Marvel trailer that dropped. Oh, yeah, that's huge news. That is huge. Yeah, that's the first time we actually seen anything about that. What'd you guys think of it? A bit confusing Uh, for me since I'm not familiar with the character, but she seems just angry at some random parts. She does punch an old lady. I know. She's very focused. It's it's very (laughs) confusing for me, uh, but I do like bringing it back to, you know, he's theories there you know so the de-aging on point over there yeah 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 this is going to be interesting on an (laughs) on a number of fields because you've got a lot of world building going on Mm -hmm. and actually universe building because you're going to be introducing the kree and potentially the scroll yeah so actually talked about that yeah that's a very different um 
you know, they haven't talked about that in any, in any of the other series. And since, uh, you know, Fantastic Four and, um, and X-Men maybe coming back, you know, a lot of these alien races are now coming back into play as far as where they could be in the whole cinematic universe. So, I mean, you mm-hmm. could see a lot more mashups with Guardians and the Shi'ar and the Kree and the Scrolls and just, you know, there's all sorts of possibilities now from an alien uh, invasion and and actually there's a um a character from the fantastic four called annihilus uh which he brings in basically locusts that go through and destroy a planet that would make for a pretty cool cinematic uh yeah. setup so and captain marvel would be probably front and center on that so i'm looking forward to what could be out there and uh you know brie larson's a great actress she, i think she'll be just fine uh, she does look kind of angry but uh all the superheroes look kind of sour Maybe I don't know if you saw the photoshops. I don't know if you saw the photoshops where they put smiles on all the uh, yeah the male that was uh, funny. heroes. That was funny. Yeah, they just looked like total goofballs when they did it. So, yeah, I'm excited for that, and we'll see what goes on with that. Uh, kind of saying that I I finally finished the second season of Iron Fist. Um, you know, with Daredevil right around the corner. I I have to say for those of you who aren't fans of the Iron Fist series, this is a a much better Iron Fist story. It's a it's a huge improvement over the last season. Well, that's good to hear. The last yeah. one was kind of missed the mark. I don't think they really got the the character right, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really likable. I think that will change a little bit in this season. I think that if you didn't like him in the last season, you can you can kind of see where he's coming from in this season. You like him a little bit more. Uh, I have to say though, I think the story in the first one with the hand and everything was kind of a bit more grandose. Well, this one tones it back a little bit more, and it's kind of a kind of a singular story kind of flow to it, where you kind of, it's only focused on one main one main thing, which is good for some things. But yeah, it's it's okay. It's not as big and grand like I said. Uh, I think it fixes a lot of the problems that people may have had with the first season in terms of I know people had problems with the the uh, choreography and the fight the fights and stuff. They fixed that in this one. Uh, that was yeah. uh, that was the next comment actually. Is yeah, it was like actually choreography better. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I think the I think we talked about it before the big issue with the first season is like he just started learning the choreography as they were filming, so he was learning things as they filmed. And yeah, he, he didn't kinda, look very believable. Um, yeah, it's a lot better in this season. Some of the fights look pretty darn good. Um, yeah, uh, I think. And uh, there's actually a little bit of a tease for this next season, if there is one, which I'm assuming there will be. Um, it kind of shows you what's going to be happening a little bit down the road, and uh, it's pre- it's pretty exciting. It looks it looks incredible, and I'm really excited to see what they do with the story. Iron Fist is a cool character. He's great in the Marvel universe. Um, I you know they they didn't really flesh him out too much in the uh-huh. the first season. I haven't seen the second season yet, but you know if they can start using that. Um, I'm gonna like butcher this name, but it's like Kun Lao or Kun Kun Lao. Kunlan. Kunlan. Uh where yeah, he's from. Kunlan. Uh yeah. that's just like a big kung fu universe that everyone's always fighting mystical creatures and you know and, and monks and everything else. It's just yeah. like this one this season is kind of like your little bit of introduction into that side of the like the lore of the Iron Fist, mm. the like how, you know, where the stuff comes from, what it's like over there. And then at the end, it def- season three is definitely going to be about what it, you know where the Iron Fist come from and the history of the Iron Fist and that kind of thing. And overall, seven and a half out of ten. I liked it. Nice. 
Cool. So right. now it's time for a segment that comes every now and then when we have stuff to talk about, but it's Rob's comic time. Yes. Uh, some comic news uh, this week. Uh, some two very different types of stories um, this week. Uh, the first one was, uh, <laughs> let me ask you a theoretical question. Okay. Have you ever wondered what mm-hmm. Batman's junk looks like? Of course. Who hasn't? Well, for people like you, <laughs> that, an- <laughs> that question has been answered. Really? And in the series uh, called Batman Damned, um, it's part of the okay. dark okay. DC universe. Like it needs to be even darker. Oh um, my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a scene in which Batman is walking away and he is not wearing any clothes and it is, uh, he is shrouded in shadow. However, to make it extra mature for, for adult readers, uh, they decided to include the silhouette outline of his, his uh, of his bat wing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> And you, um, there's been some, uh, you know, some discussions on it and everything. I think probably, uh, the best, uh, comment I saw was from the creator of the Savage Dragon, Eric Larson. And he said, that's one less reason to be jealous of Batman. <laughs> so awkward all around, awkward all around. Oh. Um, and some happier news. Uh, you guys know who the leader of the Avengers is, right? Not right now. Well, it has been announced. The leader of the Avengers in the comic uh, universe, not necessarily MCU. What is that? The 616, Marvel 616? Yeah, the 616 um, is Black Panther. Uh, He is going to be the leader of the Avengers, uh, replacing um, any number of people that have led it before. uh, Falcon, Captain America, the list goes on and on. But uh, he will be the new uh, full-time leader, which is uh, great from a... uh, you know, getting his name out there more as an integral part of the, you know, of that comic universe. So uh, it's very good to see. Wasn't he a founding member in the 616? No, no, he was not. He has been closely affiliated. He And actually, because he's the prince of Wakanda, there's a bit of a political discourse about him controlling what the Avengers can do and also being the head of a uh, of a state. So there's a bit of a... A bit of questions there, but Iron Man and uh, Captain America seem to think that it's not that much of an issue. So they have imbued him with the uh, the rights as the as the leader. So pretty cool, pretty cool, cool. news. Uh, big change for the for the series. I think it's going to help usher in some new um, some new um, characters and maybe a new cast. Um, so probably less of what you see in the MCU and more of uh, exploring the catalog of of Marvel characters. Nice. Yep. So that's all I have for news. Um, I figured I'd jump into a review. And actually, I wanted to kind of mix this up a little bit. Now, typically, uh, I'll take this time and talk about a new comic that just came out or maybe a series that I really like from a bit ago. Uh, But what I'm going to talk about today is a podcast about comics. And it is called Hashtag Who Would Win? And what they do is they compare two different characters and they, and they spend an amazing amount of time doing research on what the capabilities are for each of these characters. And then they present uh, 
in a um, discussion style back and forth, like a debate, uh, they'll, as far as who they think would actually be the winner. And they bring in a third person guest moderator uh, for each show. So they'll present their oh. sides on each one. So I had uh, the last one I listened to was Hulk versus Wonder Woman. And you might be surprised at who they ultimately decide thinks they that might win. Um, it's not always so clear cut because certain abilities and certain powers are, you know, up for up for discussion. And you might actually see that be all the way back from like the 50s. There might be some power that they, you know, explored then uh, that they can talk about now. So it's all fair game. So not that I want to encourage you to listen to any other podcasts out there, but uh, no. but this is one that I've found <laughs> on my uh, my drive into work. Uh, it's very entertaining. Um, the guys do a great job with their uh, research. So I would uh, highly recommend uh, checking it out, especially if you've got those lingering questions of who would win in a fight. They've covered uh, almost 100 of them so far. So uh, you'll certainly find some uh, details wow, about about some characters maybe you didn't know uh, that much about. So cool. I'm not going to give them a awesome. review, just a thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. So nice. check them out. Cool. All right, and that'll well, do it for Rob's Comic Corner. Nice. We need a theme song to play you out. We do. Rob's Comic Corner. You got it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right, Andrew, hit us with some uh, promotional and informational stuff. So I just checked our count on our community Discord. Uh, it is up to 14,916. So we're almost getting to the big 15,000 members in Discord. I think that's huge. I think it's very huge. So what we're going to do is um, we, we just got a donation of a lot of Steam keys from a good friend of mine. And, uh, he, you know, he said, basically, let's let's give them away because he's, he's not for sure going to use them. And there are a lot of good games on there. Um, one we're giving away this week, including uh, Civ Six, with two scenarios. Yeah, very nice. It's very good. Um, but a whole bunch of titles. So in 15, when we have 15K, I plan to do like a game giveaway a day. Nice. So that would mean anyone that is in the Discord and that is uh, level five, which means you have to talk, you have to communicate with bit. us just a little, a little bit. bit, just get involved with the community, see what's up, go see what's going on, uh, and then you can get to sign up for all these giveaways that's going to happen. Uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff happening. So we want to push you guys to to look at some more information about our community, and that is Pixel Pub. Pixel Pub Gaming Community. You can find information on our website, pixelpubgaming.com. And you can find information on our Destiny clan, which is, you know, huge, um, still growing, uh, and very, very, very active. Um, it's uh, called Wrath Incarnate, our World of Warcraft guild community, which is doing uh, community raids and mythic raids. They, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're doing progression. They killed mythic. Yeah. They're they're, they're like one out of one out of we're one out of uh was it eight nine yeah but you're like top yeah. two top two hundred in the server right yeah top yeah, two hundred on the server amazing good stuff so the bad mom pajamas uh, shout outs to them uh, a lot of warframe going on the you know expansions coming out soon so trying to get a hype up for that we bought we bought a ton of platinum we have like four thousand platinum in the bank that we're just gonna like start handing out and giving away so there's just a lot in the community arc minecraft whatever it may be jump in you know talk to some gamers you know just play find find some games or just talk about other stuff we have plenty of other channels uh there's this there's this cheese platter 
you know, on on the food in the in the food corner the f- of it. Food sure. corner. Uh, you you check that out. Uh, Rob Heard made a fantastic, fantastic cheese platter. Ten out of ten. Um, cheese platter of the week. So for that. <laughs> so basically, just just join up, uh, talk with us, um, in the We Talk Nerd podcast channel as well. That'd be really yep. nice. Yep. And give us uh, some likes, subscribes, share, subscribe, shares. Yeah. All the good stuff. We Reviews. changed to Monday. Well, obviously, yeah, we're here. So. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I know we're competing with some hockey, apparently, as well as Monday Night Football. So mm-hmm. we'll see who comes out on top. <laughs> That's <laughs> don't right. Forget, <laughs> Love don't it. forget about uh, the T-shirts. Yeah, we got some merchandise as well. So that's on the some. website. Yeah, right, right on top bar there. Nice. Yeah, mine on. And I'm hoping maybe I have some nice fresh ones for BlizzCon when we go. BlizzCon. Cool, but, uh, yeah, that'll be it for us this week. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, everyone. Bye.